hail, hail. Welcome back to Positively Reviewed, episode eight. And we have another switch up today. But before we get into the episode, <laughs> mm-hmm. let's do the normal. Nessa, I got a question for you. Guess what? Yeah. It's another one. Uh-huh. Eighth question yep. of the beginning of the po- I've asked you a lot of questions, but this is the eighth one that matters. Yeah. Uh, yep. Other than the other ones that also mattered. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you could put on a concert, let's say you're a pop star. You've been singing, singing loud. You are bigger than... Uh, who's the chick that did the song Friday? You're bigger than her, Rebecca right? Black. That's the, there you go, Rebecca Black. You're bigger than her now. Congratulations. Proud of you. You worked hard for it. Uh, if you could put on a concert anywhere in the world that you wanted, what's your dream setting? Where, where do you think your, your perfect setting for your perfect band is at? Oh, gosh. I know where I want to visit the most, Right. Like, I would want to go to Italy if, if I were to just visit somewhere. But I wouldn't necessarily want to have a concert there. I don't know if that would be the aesthetic. I think that something like Reykjavik um, or, or something Nordic would be really cool. And, and so you do something in winter and then there's like the hot tubs and it's cold, but it's cool. It's, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I'd be a pop star. The hard thing for me is like you say pop star and I'm like, okay, I'd want to be out in, in Hollywood or in Korea or something. But I don't know. I think I would want it to be something unusual. And nobody wants to go to a concert in winter. So my answer is terrible, but maybe everybody can watch in the hot tubs like while it's snowing. I see. That could be cool. Okay, so- we could do that. Wait, so are you in the hot tub while you're singing? Or it's just everyone watching in a hot tub. So I don't know if you're familiar with this, but in like really cold places, it's like a thing mm. in Minnesota and it's it's a thing in, in you know, in, in some of the colder parts of, of Europe. And I, I had friends who went to Reykjavik and this is a thing that they do there. But you, you sit in the hot tub, you get really hot and then you get out and you roll around in the snow and then you get back in the hot tub. So... <laughs> I've done that before. <laughs> yeah, so like imagine a, hot a great video concert where like you rotate in between like this giant freezing pool party, but you're in hot tubs, and then when you get too warm, you get out and like mosh and jump around and then get back in the hot tub. Yeah, and then everybody on stage, like in between songs, goes and jumps in to stay warm. <laughs> So that's just how you stay warm during the winter. Got it. Okay. So you're just hopping in and out of hot tubs while also with all this electronical equipment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, there'd be nothing you know, wireless. Everything would be wired and you'd, you'd leave wired, the wire and then you'd course. go and jump in and then you come back, you know, wired superior. Do you just stop the concert mid song? You just like, all right, what's that? And then you just hop in and then you're like, all right, you take like three minutes and then you hop back out. That's what guitar solos are for. All right. Right. <laughs> So the guitarist is the only one who has to stay up there and freeze. And no, then everyone you do else a drum. You do a drum solo. You do like those oh, long bass solo intros. Maybe yeah. you have two drummers. I, okay. All I can think Second of is water. Second question. Yeah. Second question. Yep. How do you spell Reykjavik? Reykjavik? It's like R-E-I-J or something. I have no idea. 
you know, I oh, definitely no, know and have <laughs> totally seen what this place looks like. So R E Y K J A V I K. Iceland. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Yes, I knew this. I'm aware. So I'm glad that we are on the same page that this is, oh my God, this is a very beautiful place. Look at those mountains. Wow. All right. Yeah, no, it's yeah, beautiful that there. That was exactly I, my same place. Yeah, so. yeah. You also picked Reykjavik. No, I, I would have, man, I would have gone to like Rome or Greece. Mm-hmm. I would have, I want to be in the Coliseum. Do they hold concerts uh, in the Coliseum? That's where I'd be. I, I would just feel like them. the coolest, coolest cat if I held a concert in a place where people got their heads chopped off. I'm a fan. <laughs> I'm into it. I do have to say, this is a symbol of how much I don't care about Dota anymore that I didn't say at TI. Because they do have Would, people perform at TI on the oh, grand okay, stage. Oh, okay, yeah, fair enough. I was like, do yeah, I guess they do have that. Uh, I don't feel like that's an ideal concert setting, though. Let's be honest. They do it because they're paid probably good money mm-hmm. to go put on a, a half-baked concert. <laughs> Uh, well, and I'm not saying play, like, they're, they're bad. Song. I'm just saying, like, De- yeah. Dead Mouse did a set back at TI5. People hated it. Right. They all just left because they did it after the grand finals. So then they fixed it, and then they did Lindsay Sterling opened TI with this whole thing that she was in cosplay of one of the characters and danced around, and I didn't get to see it, um, but I heard it was very cool. Why would you not do it, like, right before the grand finals? I feel like I mean, this was opening ceremonies. It was cool. Well, yeah, opening would be fine. Better than definitely ending. I mean, after party stuff is like its own thing. But yeah, I would always host it right before grand finals to lead you into the grand finals. That's what. Yeah, that what like a lot of places do for stuff. I don't know. Don't ask me. Tokyo machines out there that. that do it. For the most recent Dota tournament, Tokyo Machine did a set in between like the lower bracket finals and the grand finals, and people didn't really like that either. So, Dota, maybe that's why we didn't answer that because Dota players really don't like uh, anything that's not Dota happening ever. (laughs) So, yeah, not a great concert venue. Good, uh, Good call there. So, Iceland. To Iceland, yeah. Well, that's a perfect segue Mm -hmm. into our thing that has nothing to do with Iceland. Nothing whatsoever. Uh, But it's a great segue. You know, Iceland, you know, know, actually, that's a lie. You know what I've always heard, Nessa? Mm -hmm. I've always heard that Scranton, Pennsylvania (laughs) is identical to... Reykjavik. So... Yep, that's what I said. Uh, and guess, uh, coincidentally, uh, guess who's from Scranton, Pennsylvania? I don't know. You'll just have to tell me. It's not like they're one of my favorite bands or anything. It's The Office. I mean, uh, Motionless and White. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> That's what we're talking about today. We are actually doing, we're switching it up again. We've we've had a nice series of switching it up, trying out different things. We even got a new layout. If you're list, if you're watching this and not listening to it recorded, we actually we we changed up our our look a little bit. Now we we have the colors that match our logo. Now uh, we have a great logo. You should get merch. That's the shout out to the merch. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be in the description. Buy, buy, our, buy our stuff. Do it. But yeah. we're talking about Motionless in White, mm-hmm. which Nessa knows a whole lot about. It's one of her favorite bands. So she's friendly with them and we'll get into that. But it is a metal band, a metal mm-hmm. core band. I don't, you know, I'm tentative. I want to step around because I don't know them all that well. This is more of a Nessa thing. Uh, I was into metal a very small portion of my life and it was like weak metal that I was into. <laughs> I was into like alternative rock back in the day, my old high school mm-hmm. uh, phase. But yeah, we're talking about a live streamed concert today. So we're just switching it up. It's not just concert. It's not just a band. It's not just an album. We're talking about an actual video concert. It's yeah. very, very... It was actually really good. It was really cool. Um, And I have some things to talk about this format later on. But before we get all into that, let's talk about uh, just this stuff. Just just remind. I mean, if you didn't see this concert, sorry, you can't see it again Mm because it was live stream one time and it's not recorded. But you could see them live, especially if you're in Europe, because they have a European tour planned for the winter 2022 and then they have a bunch of festivals planned across north america over the next couple of months over the summer uh but so if you knew the podcast or if you've been here for a while you know it's called positively reviewed pod um on all this and well positively reviewed podcast if you're going to find us on social media it's going to be pos reviewed pod and uh we are totally fair and balanced we definitely don't always say that everything is the greatest media to ever exist um and this week you really don't have to worry about spoilers because it's a concert and it's music they've already released so you can just go listen to them on spotify and they said they might even be releasing a couple videos from the dead stream which is what the concert was called, on YouTube over the next couple of months. So you might actually have a chance to see a few of the songs if you missed the live stream, which was very cool because it's the greatest piece of media ever. Oh. Motionless and Dead. Mo- wait, home. Motionless, well, motionless in White Dead yep. Stream. Yep, it's that's Greatest the one. piece of content ever created. Yep. Until next week. So Until next week. But yeah, that's what, like, so... This is a little different than than movies mm-hmm. and stuff, so there's not necessarily yep. a good pitch. It's a concert, but like I guess the the best way is is how did this happen? Why why did this why did they do this dead stream? So so the first thing you need to know about Motionless and why, like you said, they are metalcore. They uh, they've been around for a long time, and Chris. The front man for the band, the lead vocals, etc., uh, very clearly loves Halloween. So they did a live stream that I did not watch uh, back in, I think, October because they didn't get to do their normal, like, Freight's Fest Halloween extravaganza thing that they normally love to do. And as they are planning tours and getting back out on the road, they wanted to do a second concert stream type thing because uh, from what it felt like... Chris had this vision of playing in a graveyard or or in a mausoleum or something creepy and Halloween related and everything. And once tours start, you don't really get to do that. And nobody is necessarily going to watch a live stream because they could just go see you live, which I actually think people would watch a live stream. Um, but 
Oh, yeah. Separate Plenty. separate conversation. Um, and so they did this entire setup, I think, up in Pennsylvania. Um, yeah. With just this awesome, it was like an asylum behind them. And they had. Yeah, it's the Penhurst Asylum. Yeah. And they had drones and cameras and lights and fog and all this makeup and this whole. It was very cool. And it was something that, you know, at one point during the concert, he says, you know, this was really only possible because, you know, we can't tour right now. So we wanted to do this before tours started back. It was so cool. Yeah. So this is the second one. The first one was called like Creatures or something. Yes. Like, the it first was, Deadstream um, was like Creatures in the Night or just Creatures. I don't know. I, it was I, old I, music. I did my research. Yeah, it was yeah. it was an older album that they sort of did again to kind of like connect with their OG roots fans. Um and gotcha. so that's why I didn't really watch it cuz I much prefer their newer stuff. Um is much more the style of music that I listen to. Yeah, uh Nessa for those who don't know, she's very into metal. <laughs> she uh that she lives breathes lives and breathes it. Um, like I said, I've had a little experience touching into it. I thoroughly enjoyed this music, though, actually. Mm. This this music from Motionless and White was fantastic. I enjoyed the entire concert. Um, it was it was actually much more in the vein that I would do. It wasn't like super, yeah. super, super hardcore metal that some people might be afraid to get into. This was very much the kind that I, I probably would have listened to when I was in high school. Well, and so that's the thing is that Creatures is much more of the metal metal where you can't understand the vocals as well. They're mixed in tighter with everything else so that you don't even pick them out as much. There's a lot more growl. There's like there's. So that the older stuff is more traditional, like metal, metal core that you think of. And then the newer stuff has the way I describe it is more of a cadence to it. Like there's more singing. I mean, the screams are amazing. And the blech is really good. Like the blech <laughs> from Chris is, is similar to the Wah! thing from David Draymond disturbed that like I can't do either of them clearly. But um <laughs> They their their newer stuff has so much more movement in it. When you listen, you you feel a cadence, you feel a movement, you feel variation through the music, and you can understand the lyrics, and they're really good, and so you get into it a lot more. Yeah, and I I think that was a big thing that that helped me for it is that I could actually understand what they were saying the whole time, and. Uh, <laughs> As I said, it wasn't it wasn't all it wasn't a lot of screamo or anything like that. It was just really good. It was, yeah, and they the whole band it was uh, it was entertaining. They all they were all dressed up. They all had uh, great makeup on and everything. It was it was awesome. So, all right. Well, do you want to get into our motionless and white facts? I mean, you might be the one reading them this time. Yeah, I think we're switching up, and I will be the one reading the facts because I don't actually know this one. She. <laughs> Nessa gave me most of the facts uh, for this one. I had to look up a few. Uh, so I did my best. Literally, she sent me a list and I didn't read them. I just copy and pasted it. So hopefully they actually are facts about the show and not something mean about me or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, I guess before we get into you got any, you got any news going on this this week? Do we have any any news that we need to share? Uh, 
Sony bought whatever think... company made Returnal. Yes, Moro. Mm, not Morrowind. That's a Skyrim game. Uh, Morahide or something along those lines. Yeah, they did do that. Uh, and on top of that, we just saw that Xbox just got a whole marketing thing with EA and Dice. They worked out mm-hmm. a marketing ploy for uh, Battlefield, where Xbox is the official console of uh, Battlefield 2042. Not it. exclusive though. No exclusive just things. Uh, I love reading. I love reading all the comments for those because everyone is just like, "This is all clickbait." They, it's not exclusive. Don't worry. And I'm like, in no way did the title say that it was exclusive. They just, they just said they they made a business deal with them. That's it. I mean, that basically means you buy the new Xbox and you get a copy of Battlefield with it. Yeah, it's going to be that, or you know, it's it's going to be whenever they show advertisements from Battlefield from now on, it's going to be like made for Xbox, right? It's going to say that it's going to have their title screen basically on it. That's about it. Nothing changes. It's been interesting, though. I've been this is a whole nother conversation, but I've been very there is definitely a war going on about just buying up companies between Xbox (laughs) and Sony and seeing who's going to. And it's interesting the direction that each one is going in in, because I think fundamentally Xbox and Sony are building themselves differently xbox is is going it uh, they're going in completely different directions and in, in how they're trying to sell their their products so but that's a conversation for another time but that's the news for thought mm-hmm. for the episode there you go uh fact section mm-hmm. the number one we got we got uh ness's favorite fact that i yep. get to say this time is uh I had less than zero idea how much money is made from this kind of format or how much it takes to cost, uh, how much it costs to run a show like this. I don't I don't know what it costs to run a live stream or something. Um, I know what it costs to run a live stream and even the esports event. But to run a concert in this mm-hmm. style, I got no idea because, I mean, they do got they got people on the background producers. They got a whole film crew, everything they're buying out the front entrance of a uh, asylum uh but i'm sure i'm sure that was actually pretty cheap because i don't think there's a lot going on right now for them so i think they're they're going to take whatever money they can probably uh, a good guess i don't actually know i don't know the details on the penhurst asylum i should have probably done a little research uh i think it's an abandoned asylum nowadays and i think it is just used as a backdrop for a lot of stuff I yeah, believe. I believe it's used as a haunted house. It's a haunted house. There you yeah. go. I know they said that. I know uh, the lead singer uh, was saying that during the during the kind of opening. They you know they came out, they did a song, and then the beginning. He was like, you know, it was always a dream of his that he he always wanted a haunted house behind him as a backdrop, and so they got the full thing. <laughs> Not only the haunted house, but an old insane asylum. Yeah. So. But to go forward with the money thing, average cost to run a concert, I have no idea as mm-hmm. well. It's so wide and it's completely dependent. You know, if you got a small band versus a large band versus a showcase and I, they're all over the place. So it's totally random. I I couldn't find a good middle ground. It could range from anywhere from running a concert cost all of $500 to a million dollars so (laughs) it's somewhere in between that 
best I, best thing I could find is the cost to the average cost to rent a concert hall, which is what mm-hmm. you know a lot of the bigger groups use, is about fifty thousand dollars, okay. which is actually a little cheaper than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. I thought it'd be closer to like a hundred, hundred fifty thousand, but uh, to go on where the the whole what does it cost to raise a child? <laughs> If you convert the $50,000 to Brazilian real, which is the currency of Brazil, mm-hmm. you would get about 247,000 Brazilian real, uh, which is the cost to raise a kid in the US, right? Is 230,000. So it's just about the cost, but I mean, it doesn't really convert because it's USD versus Brazilian real. Well, see, you convert it over so and then you convert it back, and magically it somehow yeah, works out. Yeah, you convert it back, and, and yeah, yeah, you actually, you know, fine. you it's, don't yeah. actually convert it. You just say now it's USD. Um, yeah, that sounds great. It's definitely not the cost to raise a kid in Brazil, though. the The cost to raise a kid in Brazil is actually two point eight million Brazilian real, which is about one point four million dollars USD. That so seems wild. That's a ridiculous cost to raise a kid. Apparently, the cost to raise a kid is a $1.4 million in Brazil. How is anyone having having kids in Brazil? That's insane. Yeah, that 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 are you looking up to check? Are you fact checking no, me I'm right not, now? I'm not fact checking. Oh. I'm not. I trust <laughs> you. All right. I trust you. I was going to say you you can. It, that's that's exactly what came up. If you type it in, I'm like, that's ridiculous. That doesn't seem right at all. But that's what it said. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't go past then what the base thing it said, though. So <laughs> who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. Oh, gosh. All right. So we know we know we've we've got our cost to raise a child based on estimated concert costs. Now, the rapid fire facts I wrote this time off the top of my head. I These are in not. English, so I'll say them exactly Don't as they say are them on the exactly paper. Exactly as they are written because <laughs> she- I did not convert them into... I was the one thing she asked going into this. She's like, don't read them word for word. I was like, perfect. I will read them word for word. That's what I heard. So Ryan, Uh, who is the motionless and white guitarist, uh, Skizvliv G Field Code Twitch streamer tattooed on him. That's the first fact. Uh, If you don't know, G Fuel is a energy drink company it's not really an energy drink it's one of those like flavored water powder companies yeah that's the official drink of gamers by the way i hate it i hate g fuel with a passion for a multitude of reasons saying that now so uh good luck positively reviewed ever getting sponsored by g fuel (laughs) that's okay i wouldn't want a g fuel sponsorship anyways because they're garbage but so uh, skis live skis live skies live skies live oh okay uh, is, so so ryan the guitarist for motionless and white mm-hmm. has g fuel code right and so it's kind of a meme in the streaming community because g fuel sponsors right. so many people Everyone. and literally po- if you ask them they'll give you one he he posted an instagram story a couple weeks ago where i'm pretty sure he got code skies live tattooed on him like for the g fuel activation for g fuel i don't I know if it's a temporary a good... tattoo or not but it looked like a real one i i doubt it 
with like with these these kind of guys, I feel they 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 full send it, man. So they they just committed to it, and uh, yeah, I'm not. Listen, all right, I can't help it. Guess what? Rant time. Yeah, I'm going on another rant. Wait, is this Look. a positive rant though? Because we are the positive. This is the a podcast. public. It's a positive thing as it is a public service announcement. <laughs> so it's good for the people. Don't get G Fuel sponsorship. The, everyone does it. It's not their cut. Their their contracts are bad. They're very bad for you. Don't do it. You would be better off getting anyone else. That is all I shall say. Because <laughs> they're they're just they're just not worth it. They're not worth it for the the streamer and stuff. Um, it, it I uh, everyone does it because it's it's one of those a lot of people are always looking for sponsorships and it's good for your sponsorship resume. So that when you do go to bigger companies, you could be like, look at all the other things I've done sponsorships for. So that's the only reason you should do it. But even that's not that worth it because everyone knows that G Fuel sponsors everyone. All right, rant over. Uh, that's been Joker's public service announcement for the podcast. <laughs> uh, next fact, they went from 1.2 million listeners to 2 million listeners in the past year. That's a lot. That's a big jump. 800,000 on Spotify. Oh, that's yes. even that's even more precise, which is even more impressive. Um that that uh Spotify note was totally not just added. Uh <laughs> Yeah, that's a lot of people. I mean, 800,000 people just I just think about that number, right? You just have 800,000 people who find your band. I, is that in a how year many how many without football stadiums? Right. Yeah, without that's a good point. Without concerts of touring, have that many people get uh added on just to Spotify too. So that's just one area. There's yeah. all these other other areas that they can listen to the music too. So it's impressive. So Yeah, I mean right, it's like Chris, at least eight leads. stadiums. Yeah, I don't know. I what's the isn't the average like a football stadium is fifty five thousand people? Is that what it is? I don't, I don't remember know. So the sixteen exact amount, stadiums. But. Yeah, it's something along those lines. So, but Chris, the lead singer, has a teenage daughter that ha- ma- uh, and makes amazing dad jokes TikTok. Oh wait, hold on, let me read that right. again. Chris, the lead singer, has you made the English <laughs> worse. You actively <laughs> made the grammar of the bad words. <laughs> I was just supposed to read what it said on the page, and I made it worse. All right, retry. Chris, the lead singer, has a teenage daughter and makes amazing dad joke TikToks. There you go. Yes. You said it properly this time. Uh, TikTok. You do you use TikTok, Nessa, at all? Every, I I don't. Every once I, in a while, if I I'm have trying to get energy. into it. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, it's good. Honestly, TikTok is one of the most amazing platforms out there. Uh, when it comes from the way that they they have their algorithms set up and the way that things are promoted on the the website mm-hmm. and their service and they have actually an incredible service and it's it's one of the one of the best social social sites out. Well, I should say it's one of the best made social sites out there. I don't know if it's one of the best social sites <laughs> out there, but it's one of the best made out there right now. So yeah. I uh, use it occasionally, but uh, the time investment to make a successful TikTok is beyond my capabilities. So I would just prefer to stream and 
play video games. I'm I'm the opposite. I'm like, bruh, these things are so low effort. You just toss things together. I've I've found a good niche for myself, so I I throw things on there every once in a while. So I do have to do more of them. I do want to start putting out like two or three a week. Mm-hmm. So in the beginning of brand new numb. Chris yells at Ricky and Ricky says, sorry. So That's it. That's yeah, a fact. So I don't know what that means. There, Give me the context. <laughs> there's a song. It's called Brand New Numb. And at the beginning, there's this like little someone's messing around with the guitar. And Chris yells, I'm trying to record this with some expletives in there. And you just hear someone like super ashamed in the background. Oh, sorry. And then it just like, <laughs> like the, everything starts like, well, the song starts super high powered and everything. And I just love that they so kept they just, it in the they recording. added in. Yeah. So they, they messed up and they're like, ah, they just keep it in. Yeah. I love it when bands do that, actually. Or just anything. Movies, TV shows, whenever they put in the, the accidental cut into it, it's great. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's where you get gold, to be honest. Well, that so. was at the end of the dead stream. The bassist walked up and Chris was like, no, nah, it's all done. And the bassist was being like, oh, super that was goofy. that guy. Yeah, that was cute. Yeah, it was funny. Yeah, he walked up. He's like, hey, what's going on? He's like, no, nah, it's all done. He's like, oh, OK, see ya. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, they're touring with Beartooth this summer. That's a lie. I lied in my fact. It's this winter. All right. That's an untrue fact. (laughs) Turns out that's what we do here now. We give you fake facts. Congratulations, Nessa. You've started it. You've lost all the trust in all Mm -hmm. the viewers now. Mm -hmm. No one will believe anything we ever say now. Yeah. Now when I say things like it costs $1.4 million to raise a child in Brazil, no one's going to believe me. And then they're going to fact check me and then they'll turn out that I was right. And they're like, OK, I get it now. Nessa is the liar. Yeah. Joker is the only one telling the truth. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Who's Beartooth, though? Uh, so it's a fake fact, but I, I don't know who Beartooth is. Is this another metal band? I'm assuming <laughs> Beartooth is another metal band. Yes. And the interesting thing. Let me let me just do a little a little look. So Beartooth actually has less monthly listeners on Spotify now than Motionless do. But Beartooth, I believe, oh. are the headliners. Oh, okay. So Motionless and White are opening for Beartooth. Got it. Yes. I mean, you you get that sometimes. You get it where you have uh, the the big person opening up for. But I guess that wasn't at the time when maybe this was starting to get planned Mm -hmm. or not planned because this isn't happening. uh, It was the opposite. So (laughs) That wasn't confusing at all. Props to anybody who managed to follow that. Yeah. Formed in Scranton, Pennsylvania Mm -hmm. in 2005. So that's why Scranton was brought up is that this group actually formed in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Yep. They've been around for a while. Yeah, they've been around for a long time. I was going to say, who is it? Oh, no, I've forgotten. Oh, Ryan Stick. Stikowski, is that who I was thinking of? So Ryan Stikowski, yes, is the guitarist. Nope, that's not who. Who's the drummer? I do not know the drummer's name. Is that Vinny Morrow or is that Ricky? Ol- no, Ricky Olson. No, Ricky. Ah, Ricky Olson. All right, Ricky is not the drummer, if you were Not curious. the drummer, but that was the person I was thinking of. He's actually a native to Seattle, I found out. I was When I was doing, looking up the research, I found out that he was actually originally from Bellevue, Washington, which I live very close to the Bellevue. So there you go. But uh I'm curious of that story. Did he move to Pennsylvania or just like? So was I, it? Did he? I don't know. 
I don't know enough of the backstory there. Um, Cause I don't think they're still in Scranton. I think they're a little spread out and then they group back up for things uh, like the I dead mean, streamer tours. Yeah, I'm sure. Sure. During COVID, they kind of all went back to their respective places. But, you know, when they're touring, they're kind of just going around the, the country and whatnot. Right. So. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how Ricky ended up in Scranton or they ended up in uh, in Seattle. I'm I'm unsure picked him up or something. One. Yeah, I don't know. I, I meant to check and I totally didn't that uh, I wasn't sure if he was. A, I don't think he's a founding member of the band. No, know, he is not. I might be wrong there. No. Yeah. So probably picked him up uh, in Bellevue from somewhere doing something. Who knows? Yeah. So he joined so. in 2011. So Chris okay. is the only founding. Um, and then Ryan yeah, joined everyone in 2008. Yeah. Ricky 2011, Vinny 2014, and then Justin Morrow, the bassist, is a relatively recent addition in 2019. Which is a good segue into our deep fact, mm-hmm. uh, which once again, I'll just read as it was posted. Yo, Check out the history between I'm gonna Ice Nine Kills and Motionless and White. Motionless bass player Justin Morrow had no. to take a break for oh no no hold on wait Mo, who was the original is my bad previous bass player previous bass player who was I don't the person know. that Nessa will probably say in a second Devin probably probably Devin Sola I believe Devin Sola Devin Ghost Sola yeah uh had to take a break for mental health reasons so. Ink, which is Ice Nine Kills. Yeah. Uh, it took me a second to realize that for some reason. <laughs> Bassist Justin Morrow filled in and he was there for like six months and then yeah. ended up leaving the uh, Ice Nine Kills and joining Motionless uh, in White. Plus, another one of Ice Nine Kills member actually produces all of Motionless in White's latest album. Yeah. Which is, what's the person's name? Who is that? You know, I remembered it, and then I lost you said it. it. You said it to me before it, and we've both forgotten. We, so we hopefully you follow that. But yeah, basically they stole. It was stole, JD. Uh, it was yeah. It was JD. It was JD. I would I wouldn't say stole, but Ice Nine Kills and Motionless were touring together, and then in a separate tour, um, Motionless didn't have a basis, and I don't think Ice Nine Kills was touring. So Justin Morrow was like on loan to them right. to finish out the tour. And then when that concluded, I think he decided to join the band. And then JD yeah. produced Motionless's album, and I believe missed Jumbering. out on an Ice Nine Kills tour because he was producing the album. And then he is no longer oh, a part of Ice Nine Kills. Oh, really? Okay. See, I didn't know that. Uh, I wonder why that is. I mean, I feel, I mean, how is, how is nice nine, ice nine kills popularity versus motion, motionless and white. I feel less so, but very similar level. Um, ice nine kills is, I love them. What I would say is that ice nine kills leans even more heavily into horror, not necessarily Halloween, but like horror, their latest album, the silver scream is fascinating because it takes all of these classic horror movies and has these songs about them. So there's one called It Is The End that is, you know, 
it and the clown and it's it's really cool and there's all these awesome things they do in the music and then there's another one that's about Jason and like the Crystal Lake and the camp counselors and the drowning and it's it's there's so much fun to listen to but they lean really really heavily into it and so Spencer Charnas who's the the front man for Ice Nine Kills and the the long standing member has this incredible vision for horror and and really commits thoroughly to it and and does all of these things and part of me wonders you know does that become too much I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. I've never been a touring metal musician to know what that's like. But there's a really heavy performance aspect right. to Ice Nine Kills. Whereas in Motionless, it kind of seems like you perf- like you have that performative aspect if you want it. Like, obviously, Chris got really into it and everything. But if you watched Ryan, he was much more like... like I mean, the guitar play is like really complicated, <laughs> so I get why he's focused. Right. But yeah, but he was just chilling the whole time. And he so was I, just kind of doing yeah. his thing. So it's I playing wonder the music, letting the music speak for itself. So and there there's definitely yeah. something to be said about that. So So I, I wonder if that's an aspect to it of just like personal taste, you know, like, hey, this was super cool to do for a while, but maybe I want like a slightly different experience. I don't know though. I mean, I know absolutely nothing about that. I, that's like my guess based on optics of of like looking at the two. They're both fabulous though. The Silver Scream is one of my favorite albums. So I Sweet. would strong recommend. All right, I'll have to, uh, you know, again, I'm not super into metal, but since Nessa, since Nessa's re- recommending it, I will do it. Mm-hmm. I'll check. I'll, I'll actually check, check all that stuff out because that sounds, that sounds interesting. I kind of like the, the whole. So wait, did the Ice Nine Kills actually make music videos that were based on movies, or is it just the music is is? I mean, I'm, the music is based on the movies, but do they also like make music videos and stuff related? Because I think that'd be awesome. I haven't I actually watched the music that, videos because I don't like mm. horror. So I haven't right. wanted to. Fair enough. But you can't even watch a YouTube video <laughs> horror thing. I'd rather not risk it. Um, but a cool thing. So I don't remember the specifics, but so Ice Nine Kills recently released like a graphic novel. That was about, like, the experience of being an Ice Nine Kills fan and something goes horribly wrong and there's, like, murder and it's this whole thing. That's really cool. But the other thing for um, probably their most recent tour is they worked with, like, Broadway production company to design lighting and costumes and a whole, like, run of show and everything for a full-on performance production. Like, not just the music, but everything else. And, um... I think so again Spencer Charnas the the frontman for Ice Nine Kills I think I read an interview about him where he was talking about that um I also had the opportunity to interview him so we talked about it a little bit uh but it it was very cool and it was just this whole this whole dedication so I would assume that their music videos are to it I mean if they even have I don't know some sometimes you know you release music you don't really have any music videos so um I guess that's something we can find out easily. But oh, yeah, we no, won't right now. There, there's a music oh, video and there's a there's. scary clown. But it looks like. A, oh, there you go. Yeah. So cool. They just redid the movies and uh, <laughs> but in music videos. I'm I've, I'm actually I think that's awesome. I, I love the effort that goes into like music videos and stuff like that. I think mm-hmm. some some can be. Very basic looking at certain currently popular artists out there uh won't name names but 
most of the time i think there's i i would love i think i think that's something i've always wanted to do is i've always wanted to actually work and do music videos and something like produce music videos or something along those lines because i think there's something that's super awesome and can you can get really creative with them mm-hmm. f- for just you know a quick it's like making a, a a short film right is is what you're doing uh but it's all synced to music which i you know Edgar Wright and uh, you know and Baby uh, Driver and everything like that is is a great show of just like what you can do with music and how amazing it just adds on to each other. Yeah, and I think there's something magical about that. So, all right, so we're ready Alrighty. for the uh, the copy for the product. Jumping in, yes, the copy the for the product. I didn't change the name on that. The product being the stream. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Oh, okay. For before we get into it, before, let's actually okay. do a fill me up section. I'm a, okay. I'm a, I'm a fill you up here, Nessa. Mm-hmm. All right. I hate that I phrased it like that. I need to change that title for it. I don't like it either. You didn't like it the last time. I don't like it this time. No one likes it. You know what? We're changing it. I'll figure out. It's a uh, swervenderve. That's the new segment where we swerve from what we were talking about and we derve to something else. Sure. Don't know what that means, but that's the new segment. Derve right in. Uh, <laughs> I guess my my before we get into what this is, is I what are your thoughts on doing these kind of like live stream concerts and stuff uh, along those lines? Because we've been seeing a lot of different form concerts ever since the whole pandemic stuff. We've been seeing a lot, a lot of interesting new methods of concerts and even before that i mean we've seen concerts in video games Mm -hmm. like literally the whole travis scott stuff going on in fortnite we've seen uh you know again entirely live stream videos we've seen just just recorded concerts uh we've seen i think there was like a radio concert i've heard of uh dj dj like a podcast version of a concert i know monster cat has like a a weekly every week they have a a dj put together an entire like monster cat concert going on and stuff like that so Mm -hmm. um there's a lot of this new form of concerts i guess what are your thoughts on on just all of it are you are you a fan of it do you miss actually physically going to concerts do you like these because i i have I'm not a big concert goer myself in general, uh, but I do enjoy the occasional one. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've seen like Killers and I've seen B-52s and I'm much old school. I cake and all those kind of do people uh, different kind of music than this. So but uh, you're smiling. You've got something to say. What you what do you got? I just you hit me with B-52s. it. I was like, how old are you? <laughs> You don't like the B fifty two? Come on, they got I mean, amazing music. I just said, what is wrong with the B fifty two? No, they're not from the sixties. They're eighties. No, they're nineties. They're nineties. So band. much older than that. They feel so much older than that. Are that you does kidding not me? Come feel like on, current or even semi current music. What the heck? <laughs> Look, I was. I grew up on eighties, nineties music. You'd be. You give me any song and we I'll tell you, I got that 90s. talent. You had to grow up on yeah. 80s and 90s music. That's exactly my point. Hey, I have, I'm just saying, I pride myself. I have that ability that you play a song and I can tell you the artist 
and the the song just by hearing a, a little bit of it. No matter what song it is from 70s, 80s, 90s, hit me with it. Uh, not right now because I won't <laughs> do it. I'll tell you uh, I won't. But I'm so, pretty good at it. So, so I, and, and I, I love music. B-52s are like talking heads and all of those groups that they just got a unique sound. They got they're all unique. They all got very music that's so nonsensical that is about nothing but randomness. Rock Lobster. Come on. What is that song even about? I know what that song's actually about, but it's a good song. Doesn't matter. All right, continue. Sorry. So I had to get that out. I, I felt attacked. <laughs> I just thought they were older. I thought I thought they were like old. 90s, it's fine. I mean, going to old stuff's fun. I was uh, looking at, gosh, what did I what did I want to see? There was someone a few years ago, like, I mean, Eric Clapton. Smash I would never mouth. go see the Rolling Stones, but like there was a couple that were like, old like i saw alice in chains they're not that old but they were like kind of old um they're getting to that point yeah so it's i don't i don't mind i mean i grew up on classic rock um and for a long time not that this is really classic rock but for a long time the band i desperately wanted to go see was u2 not that they ever tour in north america or that their tickets are even remotely affordable uh but would love to see them um i used to go to concerts all the time that's the only thing i really missed during a pandemic um because i didn't really do anything else or i did but i didn't care about it that much i was probably at a concert one to three times a month um i've oh my goodness yeah i've seen hollywood undead i've seen seven dust corn alice in chains hailstorm in this moment disturbed several times three days grace several times chevelle breaking benjamin five figure death punch skillet from ashes oh. to new trivium several times you said, you like, said the two f- five figure death punch and uh breaking benjamin those are those are again if you're a halo fan those are <laughs> breaking benjamin's that top tier for you yeah they i mean they were good so the the cool thing about Breaking Benjamin is like everybody sings. So they kind of just like pass right. the mic around. So when you see them, like, well, it's fun. super cool. Um, so I will I will drive four to six hours away for certain bands that I want to see. I will see them multiple times on the same tour. I love concerts. Hollywood Ed is like one of the best shows you'll ever go to. Um, that's a lot more than I thought you like one to three a month. That's ridiculous. I don't I, know, man. I go to like one a year, maybe. I mean, it it would depend on the month if I was traveling or not. Right. But so DreamHack has has rock and metal concerts. So I was going to those and then I would try and make it to club shows for smaller bands that that play the club shows. Um, and then uh, so it's probably like maybe three to four stadium shows a year and then maybe like two to three event shows and then another like six to 10, whatever club shows. It really, it depends on the month and who's playing and what's going on. <laughs> oh yeah. Right. I've also seen yeah, I mean, Star Set doing... and Red. Yeah. I, I mean, if I went oh, through my goodness. list, I've seen so many different people. Yeah. You would go forever again. I think I can count on my hands. <laughs> how many concerts i've seen because i mean i've seen some multiple times mm-hmm. but like you know i think i don't even know what what is now that you're mentioning i pretty much have seen pretty much all older ish bands i don't think i've seen any more recent i think the most recent one would be uh like black eyed peas which they're not even they don't even do they even make music anymore are they uh <laughs> 
Uh, that would be them and uh oh, what's the oh, what's the drumming and the oh, I'll I'll Pendulum? think of it. Give me a sec, I'll think of it. Huh? Who? Pendulum's drum and bass. Oh, I do love. Oof, listen, I would go. I would go Pendulum see Pendulum. Fan. I would. That would be so if, cool. Uh, can we go to a Pendulum concert? <laughs> I would be totally down for a Pendulum concert. I would. I love all of their music. Yeah, Pendulum. Pendulum oh. would be sweet. Um. There was a question there. Oh, why did I think about if we're going back to Joker's yeah, original these, this question? This format, I guess. Yeah. What do you think what, of this? What, what think do you think it? of this format? So I've got some some sort of mixed feelings. When you stream on Twitch, you're so tied to that viewer number. And because Twitch is kind of all about reliable being reliable and the discovery is not great. And the front page promotion feature kind of works, but kind of doesn't. It's very dependent. And like going live tweets, 0% convert to actual Twitch viewers and all of those reasons, right? Someone streaming on Twitch feels like a large spend without any good reason to it. And I don't particularly like it because I don't think it's good for the band. Individual band members streaming makes a ton of sense. But popping onto a channel once every four months and streaming isn't how Twitch works. No, yeah, you have to be doing it constantly. Again, that's the biggest thing everyone will tell you. Consistency, consistency, consistency. That's why we release this once a week, every week. (laughs) So So that's why I like what Motionless did with the Deadstream, where they advertised it, I don't know, for a month, more than a month, just nonstop. And I follow them on a couple different platforms, and then I follow a couple of their members. So I see it everywhere. And they made the tickets really affordable. I think they they were like 10 bucks. Um, and something 10 to 15, something like that. They're really affordable. They have it set up in a system where you have 48 hours to watch. And after that, it goes away. I left the tab open because it basically looked like an embedded YouTube video. And I left the tab open and like had it loaded. And I was like, maybe I'll be able to watch it again the next day because like I haven't closed the tab. And it played for about 45 seconds and I got really excited. I was like, ha it works. I'm never closing this tab. And then it stopped working. I was really upset. Um. Yeah, I was going to say that usually as soon as if you leave it too long, they have to like reload themselves. They can't just yeah. sit there. So that kind of thing I think makes a lot of sense because I think that the bands get um more direct support from that because ticket sales are very good for bands and they can do a big merch push around and it's just different from twitch because you don't access your fans in the same way there just is not the same conversion and so anytime you try and do something new you lose a lot like you don't convert everybody so even though it's a live stream of a concert and not a physical concert Fans of music understand that much better than they would understand go watch this band on Twitch. So, like, if a band wants to go perform for TwitchCon's virtual opening ceremonies, Twitch is going to drive all those viewers. The band's really not going to get that much from it because, like, their people aren't necessarily going to be there because converting is hard. So I love them. I think they're great, but they have to be sparing because it's not like touring where you can play every three nights or every other night and there's different geographical locations to buy your tickets. Like you can only do it once every four to six months. You probably need new music to come out in between each time that you do a stream. There has to be some sort of event around it. It has to be a bigger spectacle. And 
you really have to hope that people buy into it. So I think it's risky. So if you don't have yeah, like a vision, I, you, I would say it's right. not worth I mean, it. I know you did have to buy tickets to see this, didn't you? Or, yes. or was it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you did have to get tickets for it. Um, and that'll, that'll help a little bit. But I think it is, like you said, I think streaming on Twitch and stuff, Twitch is a very, it's a very different audience. I mean, there is the music section of Twitch, but you're trying to target an audience that that's not what Twitch is about. So uh, I totally agree to extent on there. But I don't know, I, I'm li- I am liking... I think the hardest thing that these these bands and stuff struggle with is is promotion of this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. When you're on concert and you're on tour, it's easier to to have that because it's just a set thing yeah, and people and all, know when it's happening. Well, and mm-hmm. and so I go to so many concerts, so I have just about every single venue and and right. like Live Nation and Ticketmaster and all of them. They send me emails all the time. Like I probably get five or six emails a week with bands I actually like and then another dozen emails with bands I don't care about sent to me <laughs> that are like, Oh, go ahead and buy tickets. Pre-sale starts soon. This is happening soon. Blah, 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 blah. Um, which I do have early access to lots of fans, which is nice. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, I got great disturb. Well, I was supposed to have great disturb tickets and then everything got canceled. They got refunded and I no longer have great disturb tickets. But I did <laughs> have great disturb tickets for my mother and I for a while. Um, Why should I do I? You spill the beans. How do you get the... What's the secret to getting oh. good good tickets? Well, I mean, I paid a lot of money, but I had early access <laughs> by being like a disturbed fan. So I bought expensive sure. tickets, but I had access to the expensive tickets early on because of that. And so like... Because there's... Okay, so there's, there's cheaper sections, right? But if you sit in the very right. front of a cheaper section, it's a really good seat. But the back right. of the cheaper section is less good seats. So if you buy the tickets like right away and you get them before everybody else, you can get the slightly more affordable ticket, but the really good seats still. So I have a strategy. Right. Fair enough. And I go to the venues enough that I know where the good seats are. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. So just go to a lot of concerts, know where all the good seats are, and then mm-hmm. buy them before anyone else does. Spend loads of money. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a good, good format for uh, concerts. Oh gosh. Odessa. I figured it out. It finally came to me. That was that was the group I had seen. I was like, I think that's the most recent one. I saw Odessa. Mm-hmm. That was actually incredible, by the way. Just a side note. Holy nuggets. Because they they're not they don't have a lot of lyrics or stuff. They don't do singing. So they're they basically had like what looked like a concert uh band like a drum line they they have their odessa drum line Mm -hmm. and it was a full-on like show that they put on it was really freaking cool so uh but anyways one of my favorite favorite things i've seen i thought killers were because they were they were opening for killers and i i you know which killers were great too which uh is a good segue into the meaty meat i think all righty so unless unless we have more to say because they did a they did a cover of, of Killers. They so did. Somebody do told me, but we'll, we'll we'll get into that soon. Yeah. Uh, so copy of the product. Yeah. Hit us with it. Motionless and White has announced Deadstream number two, set to take place on June 9th from the infamous Penhurst Asylum in the band's native Pennsylvania. Tickets and merch bundles were 
on sale at MIWmerch.com. Ticket holders could watch the stream of the broad at the broadcast time, or they could watch it again during the 48-hour video on-demand window from June 10th to 11th. The band stated that we're kicking off the summer of 2021 with a Deadstream sequel. We'll be performing for the Penhurst Asylum in Pennsylvania. We're so excited to play for all of you across the world again and to do it in such a special and unique location. Yeah, and the the merch plug was not what don't don't worry, we're not getting paid by them to do the merch plug. That was just part of the actual copy of yes. the thing. <laughs> so they have wouldn't a nice mind, though. I'm sure Nessa wouldn't mind. Yeah, if I mean, we did have, actually get they have a paid nice home alone themed Christmas sweater that's like a motionless and white Christmas sweater. And it's great. What do you mean home alone themed? What is that? What, what is a home alone? Theme? Like the, what the, the little kid wears in home alone, like the oh, ugly okay. Christmas the, sweater, like it's the styled ugly just sweater. Like that. Yeah, ugly, yeah. Yeah. The ugly, ugly Christmas sweater. Got yes. It. So they do have that. Gotcha. If that is something you need in your life. I'm not too big into the ugly Christmas sweaters. I have, I have my, I have a few good ones, and then that's that. I'm good from there. <laughs> I have a red one that has uh, sequins across the chest that say "nice," and then if you rub them the other way, it says "naughty." That's, Ooh, that's my Christmas fun. sweater. Oh, that's a fun one. I like that one. I have. I don't even remember what I have anymore. I have some. I don't remember what they are. They're pretty bad though. It's delightful. So uh, this was the motionless in white. Uh, I do have I wanted to, to put these people on because they did seem kind of important was mm-hmm. it was they did have a director for it was Bryce Hall. The producer and manager was Logan Beaver. Great name. And the film crew was Larson Media Corporation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they had an entire film crew working on this and they they had a whole team of people who were managing this all for them they all you know the talent had to just be the talent which is Mm -hmm. always appreciative i'm sure so and so the band members we've talked about them but there is chris these are the current current yeah these are the current band members we could talk about the past ones in a second so chris motionless surely ryan sitkowski ricky horror olsen vinnie morrow and justin morrow that's nice that they have such similar last names yeah, so, uh, I don't know what. So tell me, Chris is the lead singer. Yep, Chris is the lead singer. Ryan is a lead guitarist, and he had his first vocal feature on Thoughts and Prayers, which is their not their most recent album, but second most recent album, which oh, I fun. did not know. And as I was watching the dead stream, he screams uh, at, for his vocals, and I was just like, "Was that Ryan?" <laughs> uh so so some background so so ryan has done some stuff with with dreamhack so i got to interview him and then we also had him as a dreamies award presenter for our award show and so i've spent a decent amount of time recording with him yeah and he's he's really sweet and he's kind of shy and so when I was watching the dead stream and saw that happen, I just kind of was like, where did that come from? <laughs> uh, and then Ricky Horrelson is the um, rhythm guitarist and backing vocals. I also think he does a lot of the yeah. writing with Chris. So Chris is like all the lyrics and stuff. And then I think Ricky and him work together a lot. They have a podcast where they went through all of the songs on 
Graveyard Shift, which is their second to last album, and talked about the creation and how each song came together. Oh, that's fun. Oh, and that's a, that's a, they did a podcast for that? Yeah, it's really cool. So it's, um, I'm blanking on what it's called, um, but I can, I can link it to you. It's very cool because they sort of talk through each song and where certain guitar riffs came from. And Chris talks about how he didn't know that he was a good vocalist. He didn't think he could sing, he thought he could only really scream. And I believe it was the Ice Nine Kills band member who was producing their album that said, hey, like, let's bring you forward more. Let's get you to sing more and really pulled it out of him. And honestly, I, I think that really changed the trajectory of their music. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, if if it was if their older stuff was more screaming than this was, like, as I said, this was very much more my style. I like lyrics and stuff like that in, in yeah. songs. So, uh, yeah, and his voice was great. He has a great voice. And then Vinny is the drummer who I didn't really know anything about, but watching him on the dead stream, he was having so much fun. So much fun. <laughs> they so, all look like they're having a lot of fun. I have another cool little music thing. Uh, so Justin Morrow, we'll finish that out, was the bassist, and he had the most complicated face paint and was by far the creepiest looking person. And then at the end of the stream was a total goofball. So that was kind of fun to watch. Um, so Vinny, the drummer, now... Take this with a grain of salt. I don't play drums. This is me guessing on what I've learned from drummers and from the few lessons that I've had. Uh, but there is, so what is very characteristic of metal and, and hard rock now, the reason that Disturbed, one of the reasons Disturbed was so revolutionary in the like hard rock mainstream radio genre was because they took metal drums and pulled them into like mainstream music. And that's the double bass pedal. And so those are like the big drums and the drummer's feet are just kicking away like crazy going boop, 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 boop. And it gives a lot of like depth and weight and oomph behind songs and they're really popular in metal songs. So Motionless has a lot of that double bass pedal. But Five Finger Death Punch is really, really known for these like super aggressive. And they actually have something called a double kick on the kick drum. Right. Where it'll hit once and then it'll immediately hit a second time. And hit so, a second. yeah. Yeah. So it's like twice as aggressive. Like it's just really aggressive sounding. I was listening really closely to Motionless's music. And now I don't know. I am guessing. Let me say that a million times that I don't actually know this. I do not think that Vinny has the extra on the kick, but there are some songs that have the triple bass pedal sound them which means his feet yeah. are going like the whole really time fast. <laughs> to do it and so he was just booking it up there and having a blast and it was super fun to watch every time the camera had like turned on to him yeah as i said they they all look like they were having just such a great time just doing their own music it was yeah. good i like seeing that in artists when they they do look like it doesn't look like they're forcing the forcing the music right mm -hmm. so all right, there's a bunch of past members here that we'll just run through. We got Kyle White, Mike Costanza. Is his name really Mike Costanza? You wrote it, Anyways. not me. Uh, Frank Palumbo, uh, Angelo pa uh, Parenti, Brandon Rage Richter, Josh Balls, Devin Gosola, and Thomas T.J. Bell. I have no idea what any of them did other than that, but those were other members who did things mm -hmm. at some point. 
So one of um, the and, previous members, and I don't know which one, was actually like a pianist, keyboardist, etc. So if ooh. you listen to earlier Motionless, they have more of that like symphonic European feel to them because right. there's a lot more like keyboard ethereal elements to it. And you yeah. hear some of that on their newest stuff, but not as much. Yeah, which I'm sure they throw that throw that in as, as a little extra. So. All right, I have to ask now because I watched it multiple times. I know all of their music. I listen to them all the time. This was your first experience. And yes. do you have. And again, I, I hadn't seen any online concerts or anything. I, I haven't actually watched anything like this. So. Yeah. So I want to say, did any songs stand out to you or any specific uh, lyrics? If you. No, but also, yes, like I couldn't I couldn't tell you put me on the spot, but I couldn't tell you like specific lyrics, but I can tell you I don't know the name of the songs because yeah, uh, yeah. there was a lot on there and I got none. But again, I mean, the Killers, somebody told me they did mm -hmm. a cover for that. Fantastic. I'm a big Killers fan. So that like I was good. It was they did a really good job, but whatever the second song they played was after they kind of, they had the intro song and then he did the whole intro about talking what they were doing. And then the song that they played right then. And then the finale song were both fantastic. And I think those were, those were my two favorite in my opinion. Now, I have no idea what they're called. So I'm sure as an audio podcast, I'm sure that's very helpful for you <laughs> to, to know. Uh, I think Nessa looks like she might be trying to find it. But, I, yeah, um, I, I think I like have the set list somewhere and I'm just not like 100% sure where I would have stuck it. Um, but yeah, I might I might be able to dredge up. Um, I knew I knew when I was watching it, I was like, we're going to talk about specific songs and I'm not going to be able to pick out a single one. It's not because they weren't all they didn't all weren't good. It was just. And again, when you're hearing a band for the first time, you don't remember any of the songs they say. So I think uh, the second the names of it or anything. So I think the second song was Reincarnate. Okay. For those listening, and then uh, if I if my list is right, I the last one is probably Eternally Yours. Um, Eternally Yours. Yeah. Would, would sure. be my I, I believe so. Um, uh, whatever you say, I'll believe it. You could so, make up stuff and I'll be like, yep, that's the one. So Motionless and White has this really cool the way that Chris does the vocals. Um, a lot of it definitely deals with like mental health. Um, and so so there's a song called Voices. So it's like voices in my yeah. head and and the music video. That's a pretty good one can even be a little hard to watch, uh, but it's really good about like these two different forces pushing and pulling him. And if you listen to that podcast thing that I mentioned that, that he and, and Ricky did together, he kind of talks about the points of these songs that a lot of these songs are polar opposites of each other. So uh, eternally yours and another life are basically this love affair and two different ways that it could have gone. So like Eternally Yours is I Am Eternally Yours. It's actually a really heavy song. And then Another Life is like, I wish that I had been what you needed or I wish I had seen you were what I needed or something like that. Um, 
and then soft and loud are paired songs. And it's really, really cool because there's like this antithetical juxtaposition. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but it's really cool when you start getting into the lyrics and you see what Chris has done to kind of build this picture and show this internal struggle that everybody has. I love it. And when they played Code in the Deadstream, that was the one where he said, you know, this is for you for the past year of the pandemic. This is what everybody has been going through. Um, and that that was really, really neat. I'm going to pull up the lyrics. But um, of one mind, of one soul, we unite to write our code. And then it's a couple other things because we don't have to feel alone. And so it was a really cool message because it was like, we're all uniting to write the code of how we're going to exist and be, and we don't have to feel alone because like together. And that was, it was really cool. It was just this wonderfully put together message that I thought was. They did a, and they did a lot of, a lot of stuff that was like messages and, and shout outs to, to groups and people and stuff like that. And, and overall, I could just tell that there, there was one, there was a lot of love for the music that they were singing, but a lot of love, not only from that, but the, the band to the, the people listening to them. Yeah. They were truly appreciative of, of all the stuff that they, they, they could do that. They could do this kind of dead stream, um, and have the opportunity to do these things. And they, as I said, they, they killed it. Uh, I'll be honest. I think I, I can't think of, I'm trying to think, what my least favorite song was and i don't remember it to be honest i don't i don't know if i had a least favorite song in it um i'm sure i did i think i'm trying to remember. i think there was one song again i can't couldn't tell you where it was but if i heard it i'd be like that's the one but overall all the music was fantastic it was all very entertaining i was very entranced by it in a lot of ways um and i just enjoyed it and i, I think if i sat down and honestly I I think the way that I listen to music is I'm not as as much as I love lyrics I don't fully pay attention to them the very first time I'm very more of a rhythm person, um, but if I sat down and probably watched the whole thing again, uh, which I can't of <laughs> course, but if I could, uh, I would probably try to listen to really what the they're trying to tell me and mm-hmm. um, there there's a lot of meaning again I think. I think there's certain stigmas about metal yeah. and stuff like that, about the kind of music that exists. But I think some of the music is, it, 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 most of the music is just as impactful as as any other song out there, as any other genre of music, uh, if some, not more. Yeah, times. I was going to say, so. sometimes I think it's more because honestly, yeah. metal's not as popular, which means you don't have major no. record labels it's, it's dictating got a, certain yeah, it's, directions. It's got a very niche audience so it's not as mainstream there were so many touches to this that i loved uh so there's a song catharsis and there's a lyric something of like catharsis in your headphones and chris is on stage and he points to his ears and he goes that's us 
And he's saying that like motionless is your catharsis is in the your catharsis. <laughs> and like, it was so cool. Like I just, I thought that was neat. Um, and there was just, because so, so if you didn't get to see the dead stream, you missed it. Hopefully they'll put some stuff up on YouTube. But if you know anything about motionless, they, like you said, they, Chris's face is painted white. He's got this like weird black lipstick on. They they paint their arms black. They wear that like creepy Halloween vibe. You know, they, they've got this like Marilyn Manson, Rob Zombie sort of vibe to them. Yeah. That's that's a perfect example. Yeah, it's <laughs> perfect way yeah. to describe it. But like the personality. So I've seen Rob Zombie. I haven't seen Marilyn Manson. That's fine. I've seen Rob Zombie. I never need to see Rob Zombie again. Totally wonderful as this is the positively reviewed podcast, but definitely not my cup of tea and definitely wasn't up there <laughs> talking about himself the entire time at all. No, that wouldn't have happened. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. I've never had any of those kind of concerts where the yeah. people get up there and it's. Yeah. Ooh. OK. Yeah. I mean. Uh, we love that when that happens. Totally. This is great when yeah, all they talk about the is themselves. It's a great time. But that's Chris didn't really say a word about himself. He said, "We've always wanted to do no. a concert in a haunted house." Every, everything was a we. Yeah. First off, there was yeah. no I. Yeah, there was we's, and then it was talking about the fans. He specifically stopped and shouted out the entire production team, all of the staff mm -hmm. there, everything like. The personality of Motionless and White is unbelievably like welcoming, which is just not what you ever expect. Like when someone's like, oh, you listen to metal, they scream, they're just angry, devil worshippers, like blood and destruction and all of that kind of thing. And then you see the the face paint and the experience is a very different one. And yeah. I think that's so cool. Yeah. And uh, I think on that that note, uh, I think it's a good time to, to kind of start wrapping it up. Mm -hmm. uh, we have another new segment that we are starting. Woo. New segments. Uh, new, we new already segment, not a have a trouble. Segment. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, yeah. New, new segment. Right. Uh, we totally didn't already have trouble going overtime yeah. at all. That wasn't an issue that we struggled with. Uh, <laughs> but. Since we do these live for the people who are listening mm -hmm. on the podcast format, we do these live recordings on Twitch every week. Uh, but we wanted those people, if you're interested and you are there, you can post questions. Uh, if there's, uh, we, we don't assume we'll get many questions, but if, if you have any questions about it, how we feel about the media or anything in particular, you can let us know there and we can answer them live. Or even if you don't want to do it live, you can ask a question on us on the podcast and stuff or on the, you know, the websites and stuff where you leave comments and wherever you listen to the podcast. And we'll also be able to answer them and we'll, we'll probably answer them the next week on the podcast in that uh, for the next episode. Yeah. So that's a that'll be a new segment. But this is a reminder that if you do have any questions, this is the time to ask. Yep, but before we get to that, uh, how you feeling overall? What did you think? <laughs> I guess this is a question to me. Let's yes, be honest. We yes. know we know how Nessa feels <laughs> about this. Okay, she loves it. Yeah, she's seen it twelve times already. <laughs> so, um, okay, so so this is where we talk about our overall feeling of the media, right? And I would like to get from Joker before you went 
and watched it when I was like, look, we need to do this. We need to review this when we get time. Like, let's go. What were you expecting? And then, like, let's start. What did you expect? That is a good... I'll be honest. I expected a more showy show. If Does that make any sense? Just simply, like... When I heard that it was a a live stream like concert format, I mm-hmm. thought it was going to be a lot more flashy, right? Like mm-hmm. it, there was going to be, like you said, is the the uh, Ice Nine or who? Yes, wait, who Ice were you Nine talking kills. about earlier? Yeah. yeah, Ice Nine, who they could be a little bit more um, flashy and just more more involved, and in it. it's it's more showmanship, I guess, to mm-hmm. it. And it, but I mean, this was just a straight concert, right? Yeah. So, you know, when I heard, it's like anything else that I've heard of, of all these concerts and stuff that they do live streams and stuff is they tend to make it into a more evolved show than they do just a concert, but this was just a straight concert. So I was going in expecting more of a show format, but it was a concert, um, which wasn't a bad thing. That's not, that's not a complaint by any means. It was just like, if you, yeah, you want my, what my expectations were and what we ended up getting. So right, I actually so, think I like this better because mm-hmm. this is this is something that I think you can experience. You can be involved in the show watching it and see how involved the performers are. But at the same time, if you were the kind of person who was like, hey, this is a good thing to just have going on while I'm do- working on other things, too. It's good. I like personally a lot of online formats mm-hmm. for these these concerts and stuff for that reason is like I can have a concert up. I could watch it and enjoy it, but be doing other things in my my life at the same time. So. So I, I didn't. I, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It wasn't what I was expecting. Uh, it would have been I, hard to expect was, what they did. Yes. Yeah. So. I love the. I mean, for me, I, I I will say my favorite favorite person on there was that little skeleton sculpture <laughs> that they had the, the mic stand the skeleton that they had going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At one so, point, uh, he was they adorable. Spun... He started spinning. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say he started like spinning around. I loved it. <laughs> so, but yeah, overall, I thought it was great. I thought it was a great time. So it was a good 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 experience. Would would do it again. So, so what, what's rating, your rating? My, yeah. My rating, 1.4 million. 1.4 million? Wait. Yeah. Wait. 1.4 million US dollars or Brazil dollars? Oh, uh, US dollars. I'll give them, I'll give them the US dollar. They earned the US dollar. So 1.4 million US dollar. Nice. All right. I'm going for the 2.08 million US dollars because that's how we can. Oh, you're giving up. Oh, okay. So you're not doing the Brazilian real. You're no. giving them the US dollar. Yeah. All righty. Yeah. Two, 2.08 million. Little, so little far, bit of a, as of yet. A little bit of a stronger currency. Yeah. I, I feel you. As of yet, the most expensive uh, cost to raise a child that we have yeah. reached. Um, this is, this is God, apparently the cost that Joker would attribute to hey. having 202 dogs. <laughs> yeah hey stop just stop stop cost making your kids cost so much that's crazy it's ridiculous yeah. i mean give the the children are our future but come on now <laughs> you, they need you know need you food. need to have a future for there to be a future yeah it's ridiculous 1.4 million dollars you're insane that's nutty 
So. Uh, all right. And I, I didn't actually fill out a question. Usually we, we finish with another question. Uh, do you got a question for me? Cause if not, I'll, I'll give you a question, but I didn't, I didn't have one. Cause I thought I'd keep it. I, I want to, I think I'm going to keep these more, a little more free form. The, the second question. I mean, if, the, if the you've podcast. got a good one to ask, you can go for it. Cause I've, I've got a, none, an of, the, okay none one. of the questions I ever have are good. Okay. I, good's a strong word. Got it. Got it. <laughs> uh, so my question would be, let's revisit what we talked about at the beginning of the podcast of where you would hold a dream concert, right? And I would say, if we're going to say, where does this media go next, right? Motionless is blowing up. They've almost doubled their monthly listeners on Spotify in the last year. They become huge. Metal becomes mainstream. Where do you think would be their dream? Like, what is their next... They got their dream Asylum Haunted House concert. What would you say is the next thing that they would shoot for? The Haunted Mansion from Mario 64. Oh, that would be so cool. They would play on the top of the uh, top of the haunted house, there, uh-huh. the Haunted Mansion. That's where they, that's the dream location. I was thinking, uh, so you've probably never seen this movie, but this would be a great thing for us to review, and maybe you have seen it, and then we can be even better friends. Uh, Repo the Genetic Opera is a glorious movie. Repo the Genetic Opera? Oh, it's great. It's got Alexa Vega, the girl from Spy Kids. It's got Anthony Stewart Head, which is Giles from Buffy. It's got Paris Hilton. Um, It's got Joan Jett. This is a cast, that's for sure. <laughs> a lot of times I'm like, that's an all-star cast. I'll tell you, this is a cast. Um, and then Sarah Brightman, who is one of the top, um, I believe she was Christine in Phantom at some point. Not the movie, but I think she might have okay. been Christine on Broadway. I think. Um, anyway, she's like a really amazing opera singer. Like that's that's the cast of the movie, first of all. It's great, it's a great movie. Just do it another time. Um, so I would say what is next for them that would be really cool is some kind of Nightmare Before Christmas revival sort of okay. thing where like they – so one of the things we didn't really talk in about. The- so Another Life and Eternally Yours, they released in this – I can't remember. Oh, cinem- I think they called it cinematic recording, but it's more like a lot more Evanescence – than it was like right. metal. Like it was just like pure vocals and piano kind of like really stripped down. And I think it would be so cool to have a like a Daft Punk interstellar 555. Five. Um, so if, if you don't know the reference, Daft Punk created a movie to go along with an album. So there's a whole animated movie. There's no, there's no dialogue in it. It is just Daft Punk songs that tell the story of yes. the whole thing. So I think it would be very yeah. cool for like Motionless and White to have a Nightmare Before Christmas-esque movie in which they had a whole album that told a story. And that, that was the told movie. the story of the, the Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes. I like it. Cool. That's pretty awesome. That would be really cool. That'd be a very entertaining thing, I think. I would so. All righty. Uh, so beyond that, uh oh yeah i guess we're closing out so 
tell us tell us uh, social medias and stuff that's that's yeah. your that's your job <laughs> So if you want to find other episodes, if you want to know when we go live, if you want to see random screenshots of us in uh, Blue Froze that sometimes maybe get posted, sometimes don't, whatever, uh, you are going to go to a Pause Reviewed Pod on Twitter and Instagram, P-O-S Reviewed P-O-D. YouTube is Positively Reviewed Podcast. You're going to find podcast episodes wherever you're currently listening, or you're going to find them on iTunes or Apple, Apple Podcasts. Spotify, Podbean, all of those wonderful places, wherever you are, if you drop a like or a comment, if you leave us a nice review, like 12 out of 5 stars, it helps out a ton with uh, having other people find the podcast and join us on our random rants. Yep. And with that, I guess we'll leave you with the tease for the next episode. We once again don't have it planned, but... Nessa, there's a good chance Nessa won't be there. So Nessa, Nessa's been moving into a new house, so she is yeah. going to be busy with that, and she might not be able to record. So she is going to abandon us for uh, mm-hmm. housework. It's true. It's true. And uh, so we might have a guest on, a guest host for next week. We'll have to see. Haven't quite picked what it's going to be about yet, but look forward to it because as always, I can tell you, it's probably going to be positive. Mm-hmm.